You're now listening to Cinco Squad. Happy Thursday, everybody, everybody. It's Mike DeSanto and John Tessorio here with Cinco Squad. I know we're recording a couple of beers. Mike DeSanto and John Tessorio with Cinco Squad. Mike's sharing our stuff, so. Yep. So, uh. Mike, whenever you want to stop, it's okay. All right. <laughs> I no did. It, I did stop. <laughs> What's up, everybody? Do it later, bro. I'll do it. <laughs> but how's it going today, man? We're short a couple guys. We'll be jo- Pat will be joining us. I just got a text from him um, soon. Um, but how's it going today? It's going. You know, it's been a, a long day of work, as I know you know. Yeah. Um, you know what I know, and I know what you know. Yeah, we all know. Uh, but I'm happy to be here, happy to be chilling, relaxing with my brother and soon to be both brothers uh, talking some sports because we have some very interesting things to talk about today. First and foremost, how about them Yankees? Let's get it. Woo! Aaron Judge, nine years, $360 million, baby. The judge is staying with the Yankees. Uh, thank Hallelujah. God. Hallelujah. <laughs> Sorry for breaking people's ears. But, hey, I have breaking news, though, on the signings. The Mets just re-signed Brandon Nimmo for eight years, $162 million. Wow. So, yep. There's a big there's a big fish that I think a lot of teams are interested in. Garrig, I need you to scream at the top of your lungs. Like, I need to hear you from Miami. Come on, Garrig. <laughs> I mean, actually, if he screams loud enough, I might be able to hear him. <laughs> but, yeah, that was a huge signing, man. That was a frustrating 24 hours for both of us. Me and you – I was on the phone when I told you about the San Francisco ordeal. Poor John Heyman. I mean, as you and I were reporters, you know, we always mm-hmm. just try to do things right. And he's a well-respected guy in the, in the media world. But um, it just sucks to see him, you know – <laughs> yeah, I have a blooper and I'm the biggest person. It wasn't like Brandon Nimmo or anything. It was Aaron Ju- Arson Judge. Arson was, Judge first. But um, what you what you what your feelings about it? Do you think the Yankees? Um, you know, how do you feel about the Yankees? Because we were unsure and how they were going to throw money at him. Yeah, so I was i very happy um, to see him come back. I was very excited. Uh, I think. A lot of people think, like, oh, they overpaid him. No, they paid him what they were going to have to. You know, today, in these days with guys especially having – nobody's had in the modern era in the last 20 years has had a season like he did. Yeah. So you knew he was getting paid, and they were going to have to fork over a lot of money to keep him. Yep. And that's just – I mean, it's the name of the game these days. You're going to have to pay guys. So I'm happy. I want to see them now that that's out of the way. Now that they've taken care of priority number one, I want to see some more additions. Yep. I want to see pitching. Let's bring Ben Intendi back. Let's fortify. The, let's trade Donaldson and Hicks, mm-hmm. and trust the rookies because the rookies look good. So I, I'm excited to see where this team goes from here because mm-hmm. the main piece is now in place. Yeah, and we'll get more into the free agency here later in the show. We got um, actually here in a few minutes after the college football playoff. We got a lot to talk about tonight, everyone. Thank you for tuning in. I know it's a little later than normal. Uh, our other two guys should be showing up, if not Pat only. Uh, we got college football preview. We got NFL talk. We got 
MLB signings, World Cup going on. There's a ton going on. But first, we need to get hydrated. So, Mike, what you sipping on, brother? Well, I decided to – it's the first time I'm repeating on the show, but it's just so good. I've got another glass of that Ballotin, um chocolate peanut butter with Irish whiskey drink. Nice. It's very good. Very good. What you sipping on? I just got my gallon tonight. Not, not drinking. So ah, the middle milk jug. The middle milk. <laughs> uh oh, John. We have an intruder. <laughs> just kidding. Let's bring on yeah. everyone's favorite Cinco senior citizen. <laughs> the senior, the AARP edition of Cinco Squad. Jamie Peterkin. Wow. <laughs> Let's give him we were, a we were, we were just cheering. We, we opened the show by cheering about our boy in pinstripes. Again, Mr. Nine Near 360 million. You already got six minutes. You're good. So, that's why we so, got away. I, I just had to get out again. And, you that's know, cool. poor, poor Garrick, Mike's cousin. I'm know, actually I shocked. Said, I said, I said to Garrick, I said, you got to scream at the top of your lungs. And he said, I didn't, got yelled at. <laughs> I'm actually shocked that uh, you guys aren't both wearing Yankee hats right now, to be honest. Well, I did my hair. That's why. Of course. And it I looks have good two pretty. jerseys. Thank you. <laughs> but how's it going, Jay? Good, man. So I had a, I had a little company get together, just casual drinks and, and some snacks. And luckily at a bar right around the corner from where we live. And so, you know, when you're trying to, I, I, I got, I got, and then someone else comes. I'm like, look, I gotta go, guys. I gotta go. I gotta get out of here. Sorry. No, so, the, the my is, look it. I'm famous. I have a show to do. <laughs> I, have I, said, guys, I have my weekly podcast. I gotta fly there. Let me put my cape on. <laughs> I'm 15 minutes. Late. That's good, man. I mean, it's the holiday season, so this is a time where yeah. people start getting together, start having some drinks, having some kumbayas, and you know, it's good yeah. to see that people are uh, getting together. But uh, yeah, I mean, what? Uh, so what you sipping on tonight? Well, I got my last Modelo of the six pack because you know it takes me six weeks to drink a six pack. So <laughs> you pulled the mic trick. <laughs> what'd, you, what'd you guys sip on? He got the same drink as last week, and I got my gallon. Ding 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 ding. ding. <laughs> but uh, but yeah, man. I mean, you know, there's a lot. Yeah, the holly jolly. The holly jolly. Yeah, the holly jolly. Ding about the rocks this week. But it's been, a, it's been a crazy week in sports. There's a lot going on. I just was breaking down the show as you joined um, what we got to talk about. Uh, we'll throw it to you here in a second for your payme parlay when Pat mm-hmm. joins. Um, but let's talk a little World Cup. I mean, it's been pretty interesting. It's looking like from what you, decide, what you said last week is going to happen. It's, it's looking like it's playing out pretty well right now. I mean, Argentina's kind of dominating the left, and Portugal beat, I think uh, – South Korea. South Korea, like six mm-hmm. to one or something like that. I saw yeah. that's without Ronaldo scoring. So yeah. what are your thoughts on it so far for the past couple of weeks? Well, you know, they, I think FIFA and and the, the, the world got what they wanted, which was a pretty exciting group stage affair where you had about five or six teams going through that probably people didn't expect, but maybe they had a chance. Yeah. You got some of the Titans going out in the first round. Germany, especially once again, bound out in the first round was not what German fans want to see, but from that aspect, it made the group exciting because you have a team like Japan who's going through now and you're South Korea. And then the one upset in the quarterfinals is Morocco upsetting the mighty 
La Roja, España, and Spain, who comes out in the World Cup flying with seven goals in the first round. You're like, they can't be stopped. There's no way this team is going to get knocked out early. They got knocked out by Morocco, who's kind of like the, the African neighbor, right? They kind of border Spain right there in the northern edge, northern uh, coast of Africa. And, and, and the Spanish manager gets fired a day after, and rightfully so. He was terrible as a manager in that match. It took way too long to bring in the striker. Spain knew they needed one goal to go through. It was just my dad kind of gave me the update because I didn't see it. But but yeah. imagine having eighty five percent possession. Imagine imagine playing a football game, American football game, and you have the ball for forty five minutes of the game and you somehow lose. That's exactly what it was like for Spain. Eighty five percent possession and they still found a way to lose the game and zero penalties in a shootout. That's dread. But on the other side, my boys Netherlands play the Argentina. It might be the end for Holland because Argentina's playing their best football right now. Yeah. And they've set it up for Argentina to play Brazil, who plays the runners-up in the next stage, which is Croatia. Then on the opposite side, you have the surprise team, Morocco playing Portugal, who are also sort of neighbors, like literally right here and here between Portugal and Morocco, when you look at it on a map. And they play the winner of England-France. That is the premier match this week. Yeah. That's yeah. the one everybody wants to see. That's what everybody's talking about. I think everybody expects Brazil and Argentina. Everybody expects Portugal. Nobody right now. You're a French. I mean, the French and English hate each other too. So, like, it's the rivalry that everybody was hoping for. That's the one this weekend. My brother who lives in England is like, come on, England, let's do it. But he doesn't even believe they can do it. I think I might be one of the few football fans that believes England can do it right now. So, it's been super exciting. Um, Well, you're not the only one. We got a comment here from John Suggs. Saying that he thinks Brazil or England to win it all. So that's that's a good. I have the two of them in the finals too. So Suggs, me and you are on the same boat. I'm a, I'm a believer in the English team right now and the young talent they have. I had at the beginning the two of them playing each other in the finals with Brazil getting revenge from last year. I see that happening as well. So I'm with you, Suggs. Cheers to that one. And then and then your cousin Garrick there is now. He never watched soccer before, but now he's obsessed. And he just got last year's FIFA. Out of boy. He said he watched Japan and Croatia penalties in math class. That a boy. <laughs> that is a good but way to spend math class. Be watching the tournament Don't say that too loud, Garrick. Sorry, we blasted you like that. But no, like I watched, I watched the U.S. game. I, I'm not gonna lie, I'm not a huge soccer fan. I don't watch it. I watched the Portugal game where they scored a couple goals. And I, was, I was pretty interested. It was, it's, it's an interesting game because you hear about these big stars like Messi and Ronaldo, who Messi just signed a contract with intern. Miami here, so he'll be coming to Miami here. Interesting. Play for Miami, um, but um, it w- it was it's it's cool to see those guys finally play because like you know we watched Aaron Judge and mm-hmm. Connor McDavid and you know Patrick Mahomes we watch him weekly you know but I don't really watch soccer enough to watch you know Messi or those guys play so I was watching them play I was like kind of mad at per- at first because I was like he's not playing and my my, uh, my wife Malin he, she was like. Oh well, you know, you know, he's on the sidelines. I'm like, why is the best player on the sidelines? And I think he's I don't think he's the best player on that team, maybe. Not right now. Um, but it's just funny to see. So I thought it was pretty interesting. It's too bad the USA team, but hats off to those boys because they played their butts off. So hats off to the USA team for making it as far as they did. No one gave them a chance. The so USA ran into one of my favorite players who is the central defender for Liverpool, and that's that's uh, Van Dyke. And Van Dyke is when you have a player like that, it's kind of like having uh, 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 like a uh, uh, um, who's a good example because because he is a big strong presence that like Victor Hedman to stop your attack. Maybe you have to put in an American football reference. I I don't want to say probably like a TJ Watt sort of you know guy that like he could change the game 
single-handedly mm. and keep yeah. the team in it from a defensive standpoint where he's not going to score points, but he's going to win the game maybe from that stance for you. That's the kind of player Van Dyke is. So just a phenomenal talent in the back, and he's playing his best football right now. So that might slow Argentina down a bit, but I don't know if it's going to be enough. Yeah, we'll see. I mean, they got the game mm-hmm. this weekend, so we'll see how they, they turn out. You I mean, go out it, riding high with your team. It would be interesting. Wins, see, it, would, it would be interesting to see uh, one name that people, I don't hear people talking about anymore is uh, the guy from uh, Brazil, um, Neymar. 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 It'd be Neymar versus Messi in the in the semifinals. Yep, that would cool. be nice. Um, and their teammates, they both play for the same team right they now. Do they, they, they play for the same, yeah, that's what yeah. I thought. Okay. And then if, if it ends up Mbappe going through from France, he also plays for Paris Saint-Germain. So it could be in the semis you have those two, and in the finals if France wins, they play one of those guys. All the stars from Paris Saint-Germain, which people expected, end up meeting in the finals. So. Jamie, quick question from John. Yeah. John, we'll get to your other comment about Judge here in a second, but uh, Cristiano Ronaldo, which team is he going to? So I think he's also going to come to the U.S. at some point. But for now, he's going to make a stop in Saudi Arabia, who's throwing the bag at him. Oh, yeah. Apparently somewhere in the region of like 65 million or, or something over two years, which is ridiculous, or in that 70 range. So he's going to take the bag, and, and he has a $70 million private jet. He'll just fly there for games and probably fly back to wherever he calls home right now, and, and he'll take that bag for a couple of years. Cool. Yeah. When he, when he does come to America, LAFC? Uh, LA or New York are the only markets big enough, especially since Messi signed in Miami. So yeah, LA or New York. Yeah. So I mean, we'll see next week about who who's going to be playing for the finals, and uh, it'll be interesting uh, to figure that out. But want to get your take on something? Uh, you know, we'll 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 skip around here today. We're supposed to go to college football pre. We'll go there next. But uh, since baseball is at the top of everyone's mind right now because of the free agency, I mean, it has been. When's the last time that you guys have seen a player this be at this large? Like, I don't even think A Rod was in in any question being in this type of limelight like he was, like Judge. And you know, Judge the whole time, cool, calm, and collected, sitting there at the NYC marathon with his wife and John. He's not shying away from the camera. I mean, he went to the no. Bucks game here on Monday night. You know, yeah. to Tom Brady's offering him a job. That's why I said to Mike, he's going to sign with the Buccaneers. Look. <laughs> He's gonna be your new tight end, Jamie. <laughs> I, I would love nothing more than please bring it. But what, Jamie? What is your what is your thoughts on the free agency class so far? There's a lot left to be signed. If uh, you didn't hear in the beginning, Brandon Nimmo re-signed with the Mets at an eight-year, hundred sixty-two million dollars. Mets actually kept someone, <laughs> and, and, and then the Mets now just brought back David Robertson for one year to ten million. So. What are your thoughts on that deal? What are your thoughts so far on free agency as a totality? Completely shocked that Zander Bogarts left the Red Sox. Sure. You guys are happy about it. Come, sure. That one hit Very me. Happy. That one was how did how does that even happen? And did the Padres just become the best team in the NL? No, um, I don't think so right now. I no. think they put themselves in contention. I think the Phillies loaded up a lot now. Um, here's one thing that I'm glad you brought that up. So one thing that I said to Mike earlier, this was a safe play for the, the Padres. It was a low money, safe play. I know you say 25 million, but as a baseball player, look at judge, look at other guys, 35, $40 million. This was a safe play because of their star shortstop. Ever since he signed that 300 year deal, mm-hmm. he can't stay on the field. Mm-hmm. So in their mind, we'll push him off to left field. 
Mm-hmm. We'll put we'll put a, a guy that's going to be there who has been in the league and win a gold glove probably and win a gold exactly win a gold glove help me win a championship because Xander did win a championship with the Red yep. Sox so it's it's a safe play because if Tatis messes up again okay yep. we can dump him for another you can go get an outfielder anywhere it's now, hard, it's hard to get a good shortstop yeah correct me if I'm wrong here did Turner turn on three twenty from them uh, I think he turned. Um, I turned on a pretty big bag from the Padres to go to the Cubs. I mean, it was over 300. Turner went to the the Phillies. That's incredible for me. It's like Turner went to the Phillies. He said he turned down the Padres. He turned on who who turned on the Padres? Trey Turner. Yeah, he did, right? Yeah, Yeah. for over 300 million. So to me, it's amazing that in today's world, as an athlete, you can actually turn to your agent and say, Should we take 320 million dollars? That's incredible. Like to me, it's insane now that that the price tag per game for a player is exorbitant. Like I remember at one point when David Price left there and went to the Red Sox, and it's like, oh, they're throwing him a million a game. It's like, what? That's the price tag for a player? Well, nuts. <laughs> the Grob's about to make one point eight, and Volana's about to make two, pretty much per start. It's incredible. That well, well, here's something that you know uh, that I've been hearing a lot. And John, we're going to get to your question here right now. Off topic, but you know, because we were talking soccer before, he said, "Do you think nine years was worth it?" I think he says, "I think uh, would have gone six years tops." Now, this goes back to answer the great question, John, um, and, and it goes back to my statement of the top of the show last week: is that ultimately players are are he is so athletic at thirty years old, and he's. And he's just getting stronger. And there is so much science. There's so much. And I think we've that he's learned from like the the Russell Wilsons and the uh, LeBron James and and all these top athletes are t- are spending money to put into their body because they're making that money. Now he's probably going to invest more to make sure he's healed. And mm-hmm. I think it was a nine year deal that I think he can still play effective baseball. And like Jamie says, baseball is a very slow, not as uh, Impact. Impactful sport. Mm-hmm. And like Mike says all the time, they got the DH spot. Not that he would want to go there. Not that they would put him there. But if at 37, 38 years old, he's not as quick in the outfield, we can put him in there. So, Well, look how effective Big Poppy was in that role. Like, he carried Boston a couple of years to championships. Why can't Judge do the same? I mean, imagine if he could only focus on hitting. We could have some very special season from him deep into that contract. So, yes, the nine is worth it. Because he's still good for it at 37 or 38, barring no elbow issues or anything that may cause him to obviously take a back seat. Yeah, I mean, what you're hoping for out of this deal, and I, I agree, I think it was worth it. Because for two reasons. A, I, he is going to be – I think he will be good for it as far as, like like John and Jamie said, taking care of his body, doing what he needs to do. I mean, he and Stanton stopped powerlifting in the weight room to preserve their bodies Does and start doing need more. to lift anymore. And as I know, I mean, someone that I'm sorry to cut you off, Mike, you one go. person, if you guys have to have, have gone to see Bryson DeChambeau has started, has, has learned that he doesn't need to lift heavy anymore. And he has cut. He looks like he's ready to go fight boxing wise. He's cut up. Now he's like, he lost like four, 20 pounds and he wasn't fat before. He was just, big and strong so i think you're right mike and and i'll let you finish praying i'm sorry i didn't mean to cut you off but i just want to throw that point in there that bulking 
is good until a certain point, right? Mm -hmm. And then you kind of got to trim it. Right. I've actually recommended now that when you get back to your 40s, it's a good idea to continue to lift not too heavy for sake of weakening the joints, but more for the sake that you still need muscular strength. And that's going to support your skeleton as it begins to weaken going into your 50s and 60s. So, you know, for baseball players to get ahead of the game and then decide at some point, and it's perfectly right, that flexibility is very important because I'm still at the age where I don't need this right now for long-term health. But what do I need to sustain my performance? And that's really what this is about, mm-hmm. is, is these guys are trying to sustain performance. And in sure. a sport like baseball, where we know it's a combination of power, flexibility, and agility based on your position, at some point, you're going to have to decide, I have the power. Do I have enough flexibility to stay healthy for a long time? And then agility, depending on the position, whether you're in the infield or outfield, both of them are, are, are on the shortstop more than first base, etc. But in his case, he has the power already. So now it's about flexibility and longevity for him. Mm-hmm. And if him and Stanton are now on the same page where they're getting the right advice to keep them in the lineup, you guys are going to be freaking dangerous. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Great yeah. question, John, there. Great, yeah, great, definitely. Great question. And I think so what, you, what you're ex- hoping to get out of this is you get Judge playing the outfield, most likely right field, mm-hmm. for until he's – 35 until after his 35 36 age season and then you hope to get a few seasons of your Miguel Cabrera's your Albert Pujols maybe he's not as good defensively the legs aren't with him as much he's not as fast or athletic but he's still got the swing so you put him at the DH spot by at that point and you get three four seasons of okay he's in the lineup to hit home runs, and drive in runs in this lineup. Put him on first base if you don't have a first base. Well, on, and honestly, yeah, if, if, yeah, if you really yeah. want to, you can have play first. Yeah. I don't think that's going to end up happening, no. but it's an option. It is an option. Maybe one first baseman, it'd be hard to overthrow. Yeah, you, right. you suck. You suck as a fielder if you overthrow. <laughs> How do you throw overthrow like, a six foot eight man? <laughs> so Just throw we kind of we kind of go back to the big signing. So mm-hmm. we still have a lot of names out there. We have Carlos mm-hmm. Correa. Mm-hmm. We have Carlos Rondon, uh, Dansby Swanson. Uh, Swanson. That's that's the one that's interesting to me. Swanson. Eh, eh, until last week, I said Braves all day. I didn't yeah. think any other team was interested. But now you're seeing the Astros come out of nowhere. You're seeing the Cubs. You're seeing the Dodgers. You're seeing the Cardinals. You're seeing all these teams come after him now. He's met with the he met with the Astros, I think, last week. I don't think that went very well. But he went with the Cardinals and the Cubs, which was one of them. And if the Cardinals go ahead and get Danby Swanson, they're going to be a very dangerous team right now because I mean, that, that, yeah. they, they re-upped on their catcher in Wilson mm-hmm. Contreras. They – their, their team was already solid. They got Paul Goldschmidt, uh, NL MVP. They got uh, – no, no, not Gold. Yeah, Goldie. Yeah, Goldschmidt. Yep. Goldie. And then uh, the third baseman there. Uh, Nolan Arenado. No, Nolan, Nolan Arenado, Arenado yeah. who batted 310 or something like that. Arenado was the best third baseman in, in the game. Pretty much. So, Arenado was the best defensive first baseman ever. He's won 13 yeah. straight gold gloves. That's He's won insane. the gold glove at third every year yeah. he's played in the MLB. That's unbelievable. <laughs> And has yeah. been voted best fielder in the NL, I think now six straight times. Yeah, he's a beast. You got a lot of guys still out there that are, you know, for the Yankees now, like just just off the top of the brain, they they're gonna go get a couple starters. They gotta go get, you know, a couple more 
uh, utility guys, but they have a lot of young talent. But there's a lot of a lot of guys still out there that I was talking to Mike about. Um, you know, Jamie. I mean, other than Judge re-signing and you know signing with the Giants and not signing with the Giants and signing with the Yankees, <laughs> <laughs> the craziest five minutes of my life. Um, uh, where where is your biggest like? Oh my God! I can't believe you went there. Moment. That. I, that's tough for me because, like, I know you don't follow it as much, but it, no, I know. no, 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 no. It, it, it's tough for me because I'm like the Cubs being able to land a couple of big names is interesting because I didn't think they were at that point now in terms of their rebuild. So, like, for the Cubs to be able to get significant signings at this point is a surprise because I thought most players would shift towards St. Louis if you're going to look to go somewhere in the central. Um, but it, it it would it probably have to be the Padres landing Bogarts because that one really shocked me today when I was on my way to work and, and I put on sports radio and I was like, how, how like and I get it. I, I love the insurance, right? And mm-hmm. you and you'll shift Tatis no problem. But if Tatis is having ongoing injury problems, he isn't he more of a liability in the outfield than the infield? He is, but it's easier to replace an outfielder than it is a shortstop. Okay. You can bench a left fielder and say, okay, I'll put someone else out there or go sign a vet guy and then go sign a guy that yeah. is going to be out there. First, look at yeah. the Yankees. They struggled for so long with D.D. Gregorius, who I loved as a shortstop, but yeah. he just never beat. But I also think that's a side conversation. But, that you know, like he had to fill the shoes of Derek Jeter. So, you well, know, like that's a tough fill. Up until you sent that update in the group about like teams not wanting to sign the Grom for a certain amount of length, like they didn't want to give him five years. Like I, now I understand why he settled on Texas. I didn't realize he was that much of a dick either. Like talking about not even being a good teammate and you know like well, not 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 being a part of the clubhouse and kind of doing his own thing. So I didn't I didn't take him for a guy like that. But that signing kind of had me thrown back as for whether Texas thought they're ready to compete in the West because they're probably not. Based on Seattle being the team next up, I think I think a healthy, a healthy Angels team has much more in the tank. And then who's right now? Who's beating Houston at this point? It's like Houston's reloading. It's not like they're getting any worse. So I just thought of what didn't make sense to me before you said that about other teams not wanting to give him the five years. That one made no sense, but now I get it. I think it was more age too. He's thirty-five, mm-hmm. so I think you know they were trying to treat him like uh, Scherzer. Or, yeah. You know, in that aspect, but I think I was reading the Texas roster, and the roster it looks solid. And I was just reading this article just before the and show. Beating that division—that's what you're saying, right? Well, that's what I was reading the article about it, and I was thinking of the names that they've been getting. They got Corey Seager, they got Marcus Simeon. You know, they got some guys that they've been signing over the last couple of years that people aren't really noticing, right. and I think they're key guys. Yeah. Um, and, you know, one of the things that, you know, I see from them is that I think, you know, he, he said in the article, like, you know, the, the Rangers were the only team that were consistently calling me. Yeah. Which is shocking to me because, you know, as, you know, the Mets, you need a guy like that. And and, and I don't understand why you thought, you know, I'm not going to call him or whatnot. But I don't know. I, I see the Rangers – uh, being better next year, I think the West is going to be a very, very tough division. It's going to have three to four teams competing. Yeah, you know, and it's going to be tough. Mike, what sure. do you think about Cody's one-year deal to the Cubs? 
That's what I was saying. I was surprised. Prove it. Yeah, it's a, yeah, it's a prove it deal. I was my initial reaction was it is more money than I would pay Cody Bellinger right now. Right yeah. now, now if we were talking in 2019, yeah. I would be paying him more. Right. But the fact that he fell off so much, it is a prove it deal. I thought his prove it, if he got a prove it deal was going to be in the area of 12 million. It mm-hmm. ended up being 17 and a half. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think the Cubs are a good spot for him. Um, I think yeah. that he could be a guy. I mean, he's still fairly young, so he could be a guy that if they like, and he likes it there is could stick in Chicago and be a guy, a piece that they can rebuild with. Um. Yeah, I, I I think it's it's a smart move for Chicago because what do you got to lose? You can okay. move him if he's hitting well and you don't think you're going to keep him or don't want to keep him, move him at the deadline. So both of you guys thought the Padres aren't the team to beat. Do you think the Mets upgraded with replacing DeGrom at Verlander? No? No, because, you know, I think Verlander's going to have a solid year, but Verlander still wasn't the best pitcher in, in on Houston. He had the best ERA though. Not at the end. Yeah, the, yeah, the, but here's the thing. He it was. And this is something Mike and I got into an argument about this mm-hmm. week already. Is he was great during the season, and he's the reason why they got to where they got. But when the playoffs came around, he was their third, third or fourth best option, in yeah. my opinion. Uh, he he didn't have a win, in, I don't think, in the playoffs. Or if he did, it was after one. last one win. So one. you know, like that doesn't you know, as the Mets. I would have re-signed DeGrom. I would have went heavy after DeGrom because – Even knowing that, like, he wants to alienate himself from the clubhouse? Well, well I think like, he alienated himself the last year. I think he just didn't want to be a part of that. I mean, the, the franchise as a whole, I mean, I don't know. It's just – people say, oh, you like to – you have this rivalry with, with the Mets. And I'm like, I, I don't really. see it. I don't see it that way. Like, no. I see it – I see it more or less like the Mets are the Mets. The okay? they're, they're, they live in Queens. <laughs> like, that's it. So the, the thing is, is or that from, from what I've read, it wasn't the Mets' choice. They had no chance to bring DeGrom back. That, you see, that's what I realized as well. De, I read that DeGrom told his agent as soon as free agency started, don't contact don't the Mets. Yeah. Well, that, and I think that's false because he had a good – there was a report that he came out of a meeting with uh, the owners and the GM and had a good meeting coming out. But, I mean, at the end of the day, your heart is where you want to be, right? So we questioned Nolan Ryan when he tra- when he went, you know, and signed with Texas, you know, and that was a weird move at the time in his career. So I just think he wanted to be in Texas, to be honest with you. That's I that think, was the yeah. first team that came up even before the Mets was that it was going to go to Texas. And I said, yeah. okay, well, that's weird. But um, we got a few comments in here uh, from John. Um, he's talking about Tani's next team, Giants or Braves. Either. Uh, Neither one. I don't see either one. You see the White Sox making a push for him? No. no. I think he's going to stay. I think he's going to the Dodgers, to be honest yep. with you. He's going, to, he's going to the Dodgers. He's staying in L.A. and he'll go to the Dodgers. That's exactly one of the. I think it's one of the reasons why they didn't pay Trey Turner. Yep. Padres are throwing money at everyone. They're, yeah, they very are. True. They, they really They're are. They're ready to win now. They, they, they offered. They offered. They, Garrett's right. They did offer him ten years, four hundred million, yep. which is the same deal that he got. Right. He still just got for an extra year. He just got the extra year with forty million. But um, let's see. Judge has had only one year. That he didn't get injured. Um, really. Uh, I think it was the year we missed the playoffs, and he was out, he sat out the last month. I think. But I don't think it was a whole year. Um, 
He said, yes, but we all saw it towards the end of the season. He reaches for swings, throws a lot. I'm assuming he's reach, He's talking about Judge. Swanson. He's talking about Judge, and then he said Swanson's going no, to No, he said Swanson going to Giants because the Giants okay. need to make a splash somewhere. They, they need to make a splash uh, or Dodgers. Yeah. Um, I think he's staying in Atlanta. Time. Gary Sanchez and Don Nunez still available. <laughs> <laughs> no, no. That, <laughs> so at the end of that comment, though, it is was my shocking okay. signing of the offseason so far because there was zero traction to anything Jose Abreu related except for back to the White Sox. Yeah. It was one of those like, okay, how much is he going to agree to go to back to the White Sox? And then all of a sudden he's an Astro. And that's a very significant signing for them. I don't like it. Nobody should because that team can should not be loading up after winning the World Series on that kind of young talent. No, he won yeah. the MVP two years ago. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, and 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 I just think it's gonna get keep going on. I think a lot of the teams are starting to place their uh big big name signings. There's still a lot out there. Carlos Correa, um, you know, I, there's Still, I mean, as much as people don't want to talk about the 2017 team, that still lingers over him, you know, especially his comments towards it. Um, and he was the face of it all. He was. He came out in the camera. He was the face of it all. So he's going to take the biggest rap back, and he's going to get signed wherever he gets signed. I mean, he probably will go back to Minnesota, to be honest with you. Meanwhile, yeah. down in Tampa, we got a millionaire playing with a billionaire know. signing Kevin Kelly from the Rockies, who nobody knows about. <laughs> because he's a millionaire trying to play a billionaire's boy game, yes. and he's not going to be able to compete. Yes. Um, with any of these. From what I've read and been hearing talk about, there is no chance at all that Correa is going back to Minnesota. I don't think he wants to. But no, I don't, he, no, he pretty much already said I'm leaving Minnesota. Well, yeah, I don't think I think that was just a give me my money deal, and then yeah, I but I, he's not signing with the Dodgers. I don't think they're going to sign him. I I think I know where he's going. Okay, Giants. If they throw the money at him. Supposedly, yeah, but... after Judge, as soon as Judge signed, Correa became their top priority. Yeah. We'll see it here in the coming days. So mm-hmm. we got we got a lot of signs to go. You know, I think it was huge to see the Yankees as our favorite team here. He, and we'll adopt Jamie in. So, yeah. No, thanks. No, 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 no. Trust me. You want to. We wanna need some fish. I'm good. <laughs> you want to be a part of this, Jamie. <laughs> so here's an interesting, here's an interesting topic that. You know, I thought about this weekend, and, and I was talking to our Mr. Cinco here. And should ties be eliminated from the NFL? And I think I think a hundred percent yes. But I want to answer last, Mikey Mike in the Funky Bunch. What do you think? One hundred percent yes. They are ridiculous. It's stupid. If college doesn't do it, the NFL shouldn't do it because I am tired of tying the Washington Commanders. And it's someone, only happened once. Someone threw water on him. Quite often. <laughs> that happened quite often. And you also play them again next, don't you? No, they play the Eagles now. No, they, they play, play the Eagles, Eagles and then they play the Commanders again. The Commanders next weekend, yeah. Yeah, what you know, it'd suck if you tied them twice in one season. <laughs> You'll make it happen. No, no, I, I, I threw it to Mike just because I wanted to see his reaction to that question. <laughs> what as the resident fan? Well, I, I watched that. I watched that game because it was on red zone. It was they just kept putting it on, and I'm sitting there watching, and the game ended, but it didn't feel like it ended because the announcers were like, "Well, it missed the field goal," and um, yeah, it's over. <laughs> the game's over. 
<laughs> like, what do you do? Like, <laughs> and it Jamie, what you think? It doubly hurt I, me because I, I had Graham Gano. I think with the NFL not being afraid to make rule changes, probably more than other sports, they've been very open to different formats for a while now. Why not introduce something very exciting at the end of overtime, whether there's a tie or if there's a tie, and and that comes down to doing something as as fun as giving each ball each team the ball on the 25 yard line and and uh, right and you make it a matter of you don't even give four downs you give three downs well i said the so same the thing have to be super aggressive i said the same thing yeah. and and I, I i said i said the 40 mr Cinco said start them at half field which i agree with you know start like at the half- 40 when it first came to mind the 40 the problem with that is teams are tired you got a running team i think it's still the same result though I still the same result from the twenty five, in the sense of like you're gonna get some yardage, you might get a field goal. It'll no, actually no, you can't kick a field goal. If you're a Bravens, you can. <laughs> no, I'm just saying, like if the rules are you can't kick a field goal, then they're gonna take shots in the end zone. No, I mean you have to you have to kick a field goal. That's what that's no, because here's the cool part. Why? If you don't score from the twenty five, you move it to the fifteen, and if you don't score from the fifteen, you move it to the five. And if they have a goal line stance and triple overtime or whatever that nice, is, nice. Get super excited. All right. So a four-hour football game just turned in 10 hours. No, it's still going up. They just ended because, the game. Because here's what's going to happen. <laughs> Some, Thursday. Okay, but here's my prediction with that, right? You get a quarterback that's most likely under pressure to turn it over. That that means game, other team. So here, here's my thing. Here's my thing with that. And I, yeah. and I agree with you with, like, the whole college type thing because college doesn't have it. College has – you can – you have your first overtime is normal from the 25, and then the second overtime is you have to go for two, mm-hmm. and that forces teams to play for two, mm-hmm. which is something that you brought up against uh, an SEC championship game. It was smart for Kirby Smart to go for two just mm-hmm. in case he had to in the mm-hmm. college football playoff or national championship game. Mm-hmm. It looked like a dick move, but it is a true thing. Like, What if you have to? Yep. This is a perfect time to do it because it's a big game, it's all the lights are on, all the cameras are pointing at you. Let's go for two. Let's try Making to see what we scenario. Your, your kids are tired. How are they going to perform under pressure, et cetera. Your kickers already missed three field goals or yep. two extra points or something in the game. Like it gives them that mentality. But I think they should go back. If college doesn't have ties, why should the NFL? I think it's ridiculous. It messes up the whole standings. It, it confuses the hell out of me because apparently the Giants and the Commanders still can make the playoffs. And I'm like, how? Well, because they have one less loss, but that tie doesn't make them that much better. So um, I don't know. I just think it's stupid. I think they should eliminate them and um, you know move on. Mike, yeah. what do you think? Seven on seven rugby style? Yes, <laughs> Jordan no, Mulatto would like that. Not even rugby style, just rugby. Just play a Jordan, rugby game. Jordan, you wouldn't want to play Jordan Mulatto then. No, no, no. <laughs> Our six foot um, eight, two three hundred forty pound lineman. May I, su- may I submit, because I like that idea, guys. May I submit an alternative one? Yep. If they don't want to be exactly like college, because we know the NFL sometimes gets a little weird about not wanting to be exactly like college. Take a little uh, uh, sort of inspiration from the NHL. Field goal shootout. <laughs> so the kickers all of a sudden become very significant. Yes. <laughs> And the Ravens never the lose 20. an overtime game in the history 30, of their the franchise f- as long as Tucker's there. <laughs> right. just, I mean, hey, that's why you go get yourself a coach. You know what would be even better? Is if, if the coaches have to wage and be like, okay, if your field goal hits one from 55 and mine hits from 56, we win. 
No, we you do get trick to shots. decide what distance you start with. <laughs> trick shots. All right. Now, the first part of the idea sounded good. Now it's getting <laughs> off the rails. <laughs> no, because you know exactly what happened. It'd be who kicks the longest, and Justin Tucker would go set up on the 40th I mean, and then just kick it right through the upright. He's yeah. done it. He yeah. does it with ease. Yep. But I'm seeing a lot more kickers now kick from the other side of the 50 now mm-hmm. because – and I in my head I'm thinking, why not? Why not learn how to do that? Because mm-hmm. in late-game scenarios when you're starting at the 20 with four, like 30 seconds left and you got no timeouts, most of the time that's as far as teams get. So why not learn how to kick from that area and see if it works? I mean, obviously it works in an indoor facility, but – well, you, you know, know, there's a remedy to that. If you have one name, Tom Bradis, as your quarterback. You don't need yeah, that, that was crazy. Game. Bro, I went to bed with seven minutes left to go in that game. 16 Bro, to 3. Five minutes of pure shit and then five Tired. minutes of magic. And my I, I and literally, family were at the game, which was awesome because I said dad's a lifelong Bucks fan. His first game ever. They stayed for the whole thing, and he got his sweet reward. See, I, I, I literally turned the game on. I was like, all right, 16 to 3. Because it was boring in the first half, so I started watching a show. And then I was, turned it back on, and I was like 16 to 3. I was like, I'm going to bed. Turn the TV off. Wake up the next morning. Unbelievable comeback by Brady again. I'm like, oh, my God. And then classic Brady in the post-game interview, just like we drew it up, guys. Just like we drew it up. <laughs> There's only one way to stop the man. Well, you gotta, I mean. You got to convince Eli to come out of so we're So we're all in agreement. <laughs> we're all in agreement. To yes. be a, yeah, no time. Ridiculous. No more time. And, and 2023 should be the last year because you know they need a year to implement it before the rule comes in. It should be eliminated after next season, and they should have a new format in by 2024. Yes. And hey, with the World Cup coming here into North American stores, if you want to do the kick, the, the shootout like you do penalties, you're in there, kickoff. I'm with Mikey, man. Let's go World Cup theme style. Let's go kickoff. Kick I'm with it. It's fun. John John Suggs is in on it too. He said 50 yards or more shootout. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. So. Bye. We'll go on to my. Oh, I'm stuck in my water. Okay. Here we go. Go blue. We yeah. back, baby. We back. Hey, we ain't got to play Georgia. Yeah, not yet. <laughs> not yet. Not yet. <laughs> this time you get blown out in the national championship game. Not yet. Just don't do like Notre Dame did against Bama, please. No, we Why? won't. We won't. We're a better team. Why? Because you're wearing the, the cap, Mikey. I understand that, but doesn't up. mean you got to command. You're doing it on purpose. There is no point to wear the, the Notre Dame no cap. No point. Why are you wearing a Notre Dame cap tonight? Why? Because I was wearing the Notre Dame shirt, and I like this shirt. It's comfortable. Because they you lost to Syracuse on Saturday. We're talking about this. No, because that's a football up. jersey. Football <laughs> jersey. <laughs> <laughs> And they oh, beat Syracuse man. in football. And they beat him in basketball. Bayback's a bitch. That's joking. Um, right, so, so. No, no, no. So, I mean, one thing I was talking to um, Mr. Cinco, because, you know, I talk to you guys every single day. I got to line up to go through Mike, Jamie, Trey. Mike, yep. Jamie, Trey, Pat. Mike, Jamie, Trey. <laughs> <laughs> it's, um, it's true. I've but, seen call logs. Um, no, I think it was – I think the right teams got put in, I think, after USC mm-hmm. went down. What a what a crazy twenty four hours from oh like the start of the USC game to to the end of the TCU game. What a crazy! I know. Like we were sitting here on the show. If these two teams lose, who knows? And like literally that happens. I'm like, oh my god! Like, and then we all, all I kept saying is, don't put Bama in. Yeah, don't. I actually, yeah. 
Yeah. I'm okay with Ohio State. Ohio State has a very skill-setted team. I don't think they're going to challenge Georgia very much, um, but they could be surprised, right? Mm-hmm. And but yeah, surprised by the defense showing up and putting a smackdown on them. <laughs> but you know, we've seen we've seen crazier from from Ohio State, so that's why I'm not counting them yeah, out. Remember, they they were they won the national championship as a four C yeah. for the first year. Remember that. Yep. The, the fact that we could get a rematch of Michigan and Ohio State in a national championship game That's nuts. is very intriguing. You see, now you say that, now I realize why they didn't put them in the semifinals because yep. that being the national championship game becomes the game. You, said, you even, you even game. said it on the show last week that the Michigan-Ohio State game was one of the most viewed mm-hmm. in, in college football this season. Think about it being on the biggest stage yeah. for, for all the marbles. Yeah, John, think about it. No. Think about I'm it. Good. Think I don't even know. I don't know what opponent I want. Can we just, <laughs> if we beat TCU, can we just win? <laughs> can we just win the national championship? So TCU scares me as as a team. The reason why is because that I watched that Big 12 championship game, <laughs> and that Max Dugan is a player, man. They he, got no quit. They got he's, no he, he, he's a warrior, man. No he just doesn't. He could barely breathe on that last drive. And, like, he's sitting there emotional. Like, that emotional, like, after the game, after the press conference, reminded me of Tim Tebow back in 06. Mm-hmm. Like, that's the – and that scares me because if they're playing with a lot of this and a lot of camaraderie, that's a scary team to play. It is. It's a I very agree. hard team to bet, play. And I don't want to be cocky about, oh, we're going to beat them because I don't – I think it's going to be a very close game. Well, they're the little team that could, right? Because first time for them. Correct. So they're the ones that are kind of coming in there with nothing to lose. Absolutely Everybody nothing. else has been there, done that at some point so far. Mm-hmm. Of course, Georgia, most pressure is the number one overall team probably all year. They've been the number one team in college right. football. You're the defending national champs. You have the most to lose. So that Ohio State match does present a very interesting narrative that if Ohio State can get off to somewhat of a good start and force Georgia to make – see, here's the thing. It's weird. I was listening to um, the herd the other night, and they were saying that um, it's almost like. Sorry, forgive me. Why did I forget their quarterback's name? Tell me, uh, Georgia's quarterback. Uh, I think it's Bennett. That's uh, Bennett. Thank you. He was saying that Bennett has played games this year bored, and mm-hmm. that's why he made turnovers because he's he's so bored. He's like the defense can outscore us and has in this game already. I'm bored. I'm just gonna go for it. But when he decides to dial it in and play within the game plan. Mm-hmm. They're so hard to beat because the defense always finds a way to yeah. do something to stop momentum or to get the ball back in a situation where you know they're going to score. Huge tight ends, massive offensive line, bruising running backs. I mean, they're just a brutal team that will beat you up. That's the thing. A lot of number ones, it's finesse. It's the best player you know in college football. They're just a team that will bruise you inside and out. They just yes. bruise you. They're tough to be. They very much are, and I think that's that's a great way to put it. They mm-hmm. they they know how, and I and I said this all season. The team that plays, and and I do think this is the Georgia team. If last year's team was was the team, I don't even know who beat Georgia. I think Texas A and M beat Georgia last year, but I'm mm-hmm. not sure. Um, but they were such a dominant team last year. But I, I think, think this Bama that beat them. Bama beat them in the SEC championship. Oh, SEC championship. You're right. Yep. You're 100 percent right. I'm sorry. Mm-hmm. I forgot about that. Um, but I think that this Georgia team is beatable. 
the the problem the problem is and I say this and of course it's obvious right you have to play four quarters with this team mm-hmm. you can't cut the problem with LSU and I made this comment and I wanted to bring this up on the show because Jamie you were probably looking at that text like what are you talking about but it's the truth LSU played a great second half and it, Georgia and Kirby Smart said after the game we played like crap in the second half we can't do that in the college football playoff because we're going to be getting whoever's team best chance and i and obviously you're playing lsu sec opponent who's you know i've been beat bama beat uh beat tennessee you know so you know it's 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 a great opponent but you know that's the weakness right so you can't let georgia if you're ohio state you can't let georgia and you can't you can't let that the defense is i agree with you 100 is what charges that offense when they make a big turnover, then a big play happens on offense. Yep. So I agree with you 100. percent You have to play a perfect game. You can't play. You can't play. Uh, you got to play as a team to beat them. But this now works against Ohio State because those guys are about to look at the film, and their coach is about to say, "If you do this shit, we're pulling you off the field." Okay, we got white team over here waiting to get their shot on the big stage. Because by the way, nobody's talking about them being a potential draft pick or or, or a prospect at some point, if not this year, next year's draft. And next man up, that's kind of why Georgia's had this success. Those those dudes are waiting there, like I dare you to do the same thing. So coach pulls you because I'm gonna come in and then you lose your spot for the national championship game too if we win this game. So this came at a bad time for Ohio State for them to go in the film room and say. This can happen, and those guys will make sure they take that job very seriously in that CFP semifinal. I will, I will, I'll pull a Pat McAfee line. George has got them dogs. <laughs> Literally. <laughs> Mikey, all Mike, of what, them. Mikey, Mike, what are you saying? I'm sorry. So, as far as all of them go, obviously, you know, first, Michigan has proven that they deserve to be there. They're a great team, mm-hmm. even without even without Blake Corum, which sad to see that Corum won't be able to play. Donovan mm-hmm. Edwards, though, is a hell of a back, and – he proved against Ohio State that he can, <coughs> he can carry the run game for that offense. Mm-hmm. And, and and Purdue. And Purdue, right. He ran for over 180 in two yes. touchdowns. Uh, Ohio State, I, I think they have a lot to prove because they were considered so good. And then they slipped up, lost to Michigan, so they have a lot to prove. Georgia, I, I still think they're the best team in the country, but they can't forget that they have to go up against an Ohio State team that was number two in the country until the moment they lost to Michigan. Mm-hmm. TCU, allow me to make a, a possibly odd comparison, but I think it'll make sense. We've all seen Rocky, right? Yeah. TCU and, and Max Duggan in particular this year has reminded me a lot of Rocky in the first movie. Just the he might, especially in that Big 12 championship game, where in that Big 12 championship game, they may have lost the fight, but they just kept refusing to stay down. And that's a dangerous team. That's what I because said when I was watching that. I said, the same, I said the same thing. And like Mr. Shinko was like, I think y'all beat them easily. I said, no. if, we t- if we take care of business like we have been all year. We will beat them easily. If we go in this game and play like we did against Illinois, we will not. Where we had 13 drop passes, two for touchdowns, we won't. It'll be a dogfight, and it'll come down to kicking. But, yeah, I mean, that team is those, that team is roaring. They're, they're pissed they didn't win because they really wanted to win the Big 12. Um, they, are, they are a team that is scary. I, I, I don't like 
I, I didn't like any of the matchups, but I mean, hey, you got to play someone. And I think I think this Michigan team is way better than the team last year. Yeah, as an overall team, we have some of the best offensive linemen in the in, in the college football. You know, our defense is playing at an all time high. Our secondary has been phenomenal. Um, returning our safety next year is going to be huge. Uh, on a side note, Santa's still the one that made that big play against the tight end in the end zone um, at Ohio State. So, you know, that's, you know, I think this team has all come together as one. And I love their mentality. After the win, they're like, hey, we're not done. We're not done. Like, this right. isn't it. We're happy. We're going to celebrate, but we're going back to work mm-hmm. on Monday. Like, we're going back to work. Let's get it. Like, and I love that mentality. Now, just to touch on the 12-team future and where that's going to go, yeah, now, I feel this year we may have got cheated out of a really fun matchup if it happened, which would have been USC-Bama. I think that would have been a very fun matchup. It would have been, you know, the, maybe who people are considering maybe the next statement that has a chance to win multiple titles if he recruits the way out of the portal that people think he can and takes all the West Coast talent and just draws it into mm-hmm. USC. So... It, that one, I think Penn State, Ohio State would have been fun, but I think we, we missed out on that USC Bama because I think the others would have been like TCU, Tulane, I believe, would have yeah. been one. Yeah, would matchups. So yeah, yeah which still, I mean, Tulane's been playing at a high level. I don't, I don't think they're like at the level of all the rest of the teams, of course. Yeah, but I think they're an exciting team to watch. They're like the UCF team of mm-hmm. of uh, twenty seventeen, who said yeah. they're national champions. Which mm-hmm. they would have been. They, I, I'll give their fans. A lot of credit. I would have loved yeah. to see their team compete in a 12-team playoff to see how right. they would do, right? So, right. Um, you know, the biggest thing with the 12-team playoff, so that, uh, if everyone doesn't know, that came out this week. Uh, there is, in 2024 uh, season, mm-hmm. there will be a 12-team playoff. Uh, it will consist of six, the six bowl champions, uh, co- uh, conference champions, which I thought was very interesting. And then six, of course, of the rankings, right? Damn so, um, which is interesting to me because if, if I'm Purdue in this situation, like Purdue's the only team that's six, seven and five going into the game, right? In the conference mm-hmm. championship game, you, you only got to play your best football when it counts, right? Right. Got to get to the game. Right. You can have five losses, but if they win the next four, that makes them. 11 and five with a national title on the belt. Like it plays very interesting for these matchups because a team could come in and be like a Purdue, like seven and five, a dog and go and beat Clemson, go and beat uh, Michigan, get into the college football playoff while Michigan still gets in. And it's now there's now they bump out someone. They're the highest ranked, like lowest ranked, but like now you got a seven and five team in there and it plays interesting to me. Right. Who knows? Right. At that point, who knows? Who knows what's going to happen? I mean, looking at at the way this year's matchups would have shaken up, who knows if Tulane comes out and has another explosive game and knocks off one or two people, and suddenly we're talking about what is Tulane going to make the final four? So I, I, I like the idea of it. You know what I know, though? Here's what I know. If you give Kyle Whittingham and that Utah team a chance to play, and mm. they would give Georgia the best game if they were the four seed. Correct. They got the, they, they got they got they got they got they got some I watched that game and they just they put it to USC from He's the from the, from the open he himself on being a defensive guru. From the opening snap, I watched that whole game mm-hmm. on my brand new projector outside. 
And they they dominated every single snap. And then it didn't help that Caleb Williams got hurt, but the reason why Caleb Williams got hurt is because he had to do stuff he hasn't done all season, like, you know, uh, avoid tackles and stuff like that. He's been kind of dominating guys. And their only loss, USC, was Utah. So it's yep. like their kryptonite this year. Speaking of kryptonite, they had the worst bad beats I've ever seen Van Pelt brought up with Caleb getting – over 39 yards rushing. He had 77 yards after that long rush that he had in the first half. Mm-hmm. And he ended up with 37 yards because they sacked him nine times after mm-hmm. that play for losses of over 40 yards. Yeah. I did end up losing the bet when he had 77 and all you had to get was 39. How does that happen? Talk about the worst bad beat. But it's, That's it, it's kind of a product of what we talked about the show before mm-hmm. was that Utah was the best defensive team in the Pac-12. Yep. So were they the ones that could finally bust a high-powered offense like USC? And they did. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and they did it. They're, they're the reason why USC had one loss. So they right. beat them earlier in the season. So right. we already saw that happen. On a two-point play, which was gutsy. So I love it's that. It's gutsy, too. but, you know, it's it, it's definitely something that's interesting. Mike, you'll like this comment from, jo- from John. Do. With this ND, always should always make the playoffs. No, why? No, because John, 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 here's my thing. Here's my thing. And I said this to Mike, and he doesn't agree. But in the next five to 10 years, Notre Dame will have to join a conference. Five. Because five five years, five. I would say 10 on a a good scale, but five years, they're going to have to join a football conference because the way this is going, there's now there's now 16 teams in the uh, Big Uh Ten, there's 16 teams in the SEC. And every conference now they've made it where six conference champions. So there's now going to be a six conference. So now everybody's going to start spreading. Out. Oh yeah, we're gonna we're going to so, six super conferences. We're going to six. So super you know, I, Notre Dame is going to be like either playing or you're not go, you're not getting in. That's so with the a, six super conferences, if you're at twelve and you stay at twelve, I know it might seem boring, but would the conference finalist be automatic bids? And then the seating is just based on how yes. the conference chat. That's cool. I never thought about that idea, yeah. but that's real interesting. But then that takes away the college football rankings at that point. That's uh, somewhat, but I mean, what it does is automatically. But I like that. But I, but no, but yeah. I like that factor because yeah. you, every game matters ultimately, yeah. right? So, yeah. you know, um, you know, I like that. I never even clicked in my head, but that takes uh, human error out of everything. Mm-hmm. You have to win the game. Mm-hmm. You have to get to the game. You get to the game, you're in. Yep. And then, and then like, okay, for bit for buys. Yeah. Yep. Exactly. For buys. Exactly. Yep. Exactly. And then I think that's a good idea. Actually, I haven't even thought about that, but that was mm-hmm. that's that's pretty smart. Like, because like, are you gonna punish? It goes back to what you said last week. Are you punishing someone for making their conference championship? Yeah, that's just dumb. <laughs> and like, shouldn't you reward someone for making it? But also, it's like, okay, so they got there and didn't win and got blown out. Like, so and UNC. Sorry, Mike, but. They got blown out by Clemson. So yeah. do we really want to go see that game? Or LSU, you know, LSU I think would put up a fight. But mm-hmm. does UNC go into the playoff and make a make a dance? You know? Well, the thing the thing is it all depends on who else is in that super conference with them because we might not get you at UNC, a team like UNC in that game. And you I might and get what, a Notre, you might get a Notre Dame. One thing that I'll, I'll mention now is that the Big Ten didn't make a move that's going to entice probably Notre Dame is now they are – uh, their TV partners are Fox, FS1, NBC, and FS2. So mm-hmm. 
them going signing that ten year deal with NBC almost entices, you know, now now uh, for the, the Notre Dame to go join the conference. So pretty interesting. Yeah. yeah. So. You guys want to do stump the squad? Or you want to go to our last topic? What do you guys want to do? Up to you, boys. Sweet man. chat. Let's talk next week. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus Christ! What, Don't answer all at once. You know, we about, you know about AD? Is yeah. AD we'll talk about it. We'll talk about AD next Listen, week. We just have to mention one thing with AD right now. The numbers are insane over the oh, Lakers. Take it over. That's like, no, it's insane. The Lakers have won, I believe, eight of their last 10, and the numbers are insane for AD. We're talking like at one point, remember when Embiid had that pretty special run at some point last season? Like, there's no way he loses the MVP. If yep. He has like 34 and 10 and 8 and like 42, 19 and 6. Like, AD's on this run right now, averaging like four blocks, 30 points, like 16 rebounds. It's just insane what he's doing. And it kind of shows you, like, remember, I, I, I'm going to be the first one to say, like, I'm like, he's garbage nobody wants him like he can't stay healthy that's still a liability but when he's healthy and focused and if this is the 80 that you could get maybe the lakers might get more than they think they bargained for out of him if he continues to show that maybe he's a tradable piece for them to bring in other players i mean granted he he proved he he did what they asked him to do he came in and won a championship which he did Mm -hmm. First year, won a championship. So they benefited more than any other team being in the bubble, though. Yeah, I did. They, 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 from being in the, they the rest, the 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 benefit, yeah, the rest and continued like that three month layoff, like that yeah. was that helped them more than anybody. Mm-hmm. But yeah, um, we'll see. I mean, AD is definitely you know I, I, a player that I've always been like, come on, stay healthy. So and when I see he gets hurt, I'm like, damn, that sucks. Yeah. But uh, it's you know he it's the way he plays. He plays mm-hmm. aggressive. He plays physical. You remember at at uh, Kentucky, you know he used to mm-hmm. do that. So yeah. definitely very interesting. So let's get to our signature to stump the trio. <laughs> stump the trio today. We're not going to change the name of this segment. <laughs> stump the squad. Stump the squad today. Jamie, take it away. All right, ladies and gentlemen. So thank you for joining us so far. We've reached a favorite point of our show where we get to try to stump each other in sports trivia. We pretend like we're not looking up the answers and get it wrong on purpose because we know everything. But for tonight, we'll keep entertaining you and pretend that we don't. Yes. So two questions. Excuse me. One question each. Two points. Person with the most points at the end of the stump the squad gets the round of the week. This week, we're going to take it to the man in yellow, even though I thought he'd be wearing blue. Mr. Blue, what do you got for us this week? <laughs> well, I couldn't find my Yankee jersey. I'm sorry. <laughs> I was trying to find it. <laughs> and all my laundry is being drying right now. So um, so we got two points from Mike, two points for Jay. So I, it's a baseball question, and I think Mike know, knows it, but I don't know. I think he might too. Uh, who holds the ALNL record for most seasons with 150 or more ribbies? Miguel Cabrera. <laughs> Is it Jeter, Ruth, Willie Mays, Lou Gehrig? I know who it's not. I'll repeat the question. Who holds the ALNL record most seasons – with 150 or more RBIs, Jeter, Ruth, Mays, Garrick. Garrick. Jamie says Garrick. Yeah, I th- actually, I actually do think it's Garrick. 
Mike says Garrick. You locking those in? Yeah. Locked in. And I have successfully not stumped anyone. That's yeah. right. <laughs> so I'm I love Derek, but I knew it wasn't Derek. I knew it wasn't Derek nor. So Gage. I'll be honest, yeah. I'll be honest with you, Jay. I slacked and sat here and played NHL 2020 while we were <laughs> waiting for you guys. And I did not I we, me and Mike were on camera for like 40 minutes before. And like I just never looked anything up. So I just found the easiest one. What I think I think the uh yeah, I think the timer hit like five minutes to go, and he's like, Oh, I need a question. <laughs> and John sucks says Gary. So all right. My cousin, yes, my cousin has the ALNL record for most. Go ahead, Mikey Mike. All right. Good segue because I, too, have a baseball question. Of course. But mine won't be as easy. In 1873. Yes, pretty much. <laughs> JJ. Of course. So, so we spoke, we spoke of, of our MLB free agency so far earlier. I need to know, what player famously successfully challenged the reverse clause in MLB contracts, the reverse clause for those that may not know, was a clause that used to be in contracts that said that the team that they were on automatically retained their services at the end of a contract. So he successfully challenged the reverse clause in MLB contracts, effectively creating free agency for the MLB. Was it A, Catfish Hunter, B, Mickey Rivers, C, Kurt Flood, or D, Jim Rice? Say that again. Kurt Flood sounds like the right answer, but so the the question is, what player famously ch successfully challenged the reverse clause in MLB contracts, effectively creating free agency for the league? Jim Rice. A. Catfish Hunter. Okay. B. Mickey Rivers. C. Kurt Flood. Or D. Jim Rice. I want to say Kurt Flood, but I'm going to go with Jim Rice. Yeah, I was going to go with Jim Rice, too. Are you going to lock that in? Us. Look at his little smirk. He stumped us. No. I'm asking if you locked. I know. I was reading what John said. Locked in. Yeah, yeah. I'm locking it in. Jim You're locking Rice. it in? So both of you lock in Jim Rice. Yep. yep. I have successfully stumped the squad. <laughs> there we go. It's Kurt Flood? It's Kurt Flood. Yeah, I knew it. I knew it. I trust my gut. And I would have won this week already. Darn it. So now we're down to zero, two, minus two. Fuck. <laughs> Jamie, go ahead. Well, you know I'm going World Cup with this one, guys. Yeah, so, I know. The mighty, mighty Brasilia Football Federacion has once again made it to the quarterfinals. Unlike the other team didn't make it in there you're a usa men's national team but it is the brazil is known for being the football team when you talk about world cup gentlemen the question tonight is what appearance is this for brazil in the world cup quarterfinals is it their 15th 19th 20th or 21st appearance all time in the world cup in the quarterfinals 15 19 20 or 21. 19. 19. Let's say 15, 19, 21, and what? 20. Let's say uh, 15. 15. 
I hate to say it, but I have successfully stumped John Sawyer, making Mikey Mike the winner of this week's Stump the Squad. Oh, my God. Oh, I don't know how you got that right, but well done. <laughs> I thought I was going to start. I'm back. Should have trusted my gut. <laughs> uh, you see how enthusiastic we are about this. Because Mike wins every single damn week. I don't win every back single to back. time. I had back to back. All right, I don't. I don't wait. All right, Mikey, Mike, go ahead with your ranto. Well, John, I think this is going to be a rant of the week that you actually do enjoy because we're not talking about the New York Giants, we're not talking about the New York Rangers, but we are talking about the New York Yankees and the return of the soon, I think, to be named captain, Aaron Judge. Nice. It was a long and stressful road for we Yankee fans waiting to see if he would leave for San Francisco or not. We and Yankee John fans Heyman, in the wee night. <laughs> John Heyman nearly gave us all heart attacks by saying he was going to the Giants. That wasn't true. He ended up with the Yankees, and I'm very happy to have Aaron Judge back. He is not only a fantastic player, but also a fantastic ambassador for the team and the brand. Yeah. Um, and I think someone you can definitely choose to lead your franchise into the future, which I hope so, because it's nine very expensive years. Yeah. But um, and he's an, and as John and I have talked before, he is an attraction for the organization to bring in other names. Hopefully, Carlos Rodon. I think that's the next big signing for the Yankees is going to be Rodon to anchor the rotation. But to Aaron Judge, because we know that you listen or watch every week. Thank you for returning to the Yankees. We're glad to have you back, and I'm excited to see what you can do for this franchise moving forward. Jamie, just so you know, this is you know that's going to be the first clip he freaking goes into. That's right. Of course. <laughs> no, no, the rant, the rant is always last. The rant is always last. No, nah, you can do it. It's not going to go up, though. We have a Baker Mayfield sighting in L.A. tonight. He's he has thrown 10 passes and completed four of them for 70 yards and has not turned the ball over yet. Raiders are winning 13-3 deep into the third right now. So there is a Baker Mayfield signing in Los Angeles. Baker Mayfield playing well? Can't happen. Baker Mayfield. Actually, they just started the third game. About four minutes in. Well, it sucks because I have Cam Akers and he lost a fumble. Shocker. Damn it. I did not play any Rams players, and I will not for the rest of the year. I only, I, I, Brian Robinson's on a bye, so I had to play Did him. you do an update on the playoffs? I did not. I'm going to do it right now. So basically <laughs> – yeah, we're gonna we're gonna end the show on the single squad fantasy football league update, and I will get. Let me give it, give me one second to get to it. So last week, Trey decided to put the dagger in me and end my playoff hopes and beat me one sixty five to one eleven. But here's the thing: my freaking quarterback got hurt four minutes into the game, <laughs> and Jimmy G and I forgot to sub in Justin Fields. Six beers deep, which is Pat defeated OP one eighty two to one hundred three. Fonz defeated Mike, and I think put the dagger in him. Yeah, I'm out. Uh, one twenty two, and Fonz, who started zero four, can make, make it the run. playoff. Rick beat my dad one twenty eight to one twenty five to push him out of the playoff contention right now, you and now Jamie lost. I think the closest game this on week. One thirty. Hold on. One thirty-eight point nine to one thirty-eight 
0.14. Really? Because of the extra points. He had Ryan Sukup, so I had to oh. cheer for my team to beat my fantasy team this week. Pure agony. Pure agony. <laughs> I would have pinched me the number one seed. I don't know what to do. <laughs> I don't know if they should go to overtime. <laughs> so there's a lot that can happen this week. There's a lot of teams at six and seven. My dad's at six and seven. Uh, Fonz is at six and seven. Tyler's at seven and six. Tyler's winning the ends. Tyler controls his destiny. Winning your Tyler end. controls his destiny because mm-hmm. if my dad wins and Tyler win and Tyler loses and Fonz wins, then my dad holds the points because he has the highest yeah. points in the league right now. So yeah. right now it's uh it's it's hopefully. You know, Tyler's got to be – I think he's playing uh, Rick, who Rick has got Jalen Hurts, you know, money money Jalen right there. Um, my dad's playing Mike. I'm playing Jamie for the first time this season. <laughs> time. <laughs> it don't mean nothing. So, uh, you know, it's right now the playoffs are, are pretty much set. We have Jamie as the one seed potentially if he wins this week. Got to win. Um, Pat, who is nine four as a two seed, Trey is the three seed, and then the four seed is up for grabs right now. Right now, so um, between three teams, Fonz, Tyler, and my dad. Yeah, I'm so, gonna have to play spoiler. So I'm have to beat your dad this week and play spoiler. So what a great football year it was for fantasy. Yeah. You know, my team did not put. You know, shout out to Jamie's team. Yeah, you know, like for being the best record. Congrats. I got Good lucky luck. with the schedule. I will and, uh, the schedule. So best of luck to you uh, in the playoffs as Mike and I will be golfing here in Florida. So <laughs> <laughs> we'll keep the so, greens warm for you. But everyone that came out, John Suggs, appreciate you listening. Yes, Gary, everybody looking in. Like, and we always, we always appreciate you. Stump the squad. You know, we, we appreciate everyone. Follow us on Spotify, Apple Music, YouTube, Facebook, Let's go Instagram. Let's go. Let's go, Netherlands. Let's go. <laughs> we'll see you guys here next week. 845 start on Thursday. See you then, guys. Have a good week.